You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 456 of Podcateers. This week, we talk about the Academy Awards and the buzz around a couple of major categories. Josh Tomorrow takes Disney to the South by Southwest Conference, some fun surprises at Disneyland's latest After Dark event, Princess Night, one week into March Mayhem, and we're already stressing out about the matchups. We have another installment of Great Moments with Mr. Andrew, and we pay our respects to Rolly Crump. We'd love for you to join the conversation on our social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, but we invite you to join us on our Discord. Joining the community is super simple. Just head on over to podcateers.com slash links and click on the Discord button to join the community. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content like the Podcateers after show, and access to our happy hour calls just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. So that's going to wrap up the intro. It's time to get the episode rolling. If this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoy the episode and that you come back for more. And of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while now, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 456 of Podcateers. I just noticed that Melissa's background is just like a bunch of disembodied heads. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, except for the sipper, the Mickey sipper. That's true. That's a complete body. I mean, there's like Miss Piggy (laughs) there too, but it's just like there's a skeleton. Wait, there There we go. go. (laughs) Boom! There she goes. Just the head now. Hey, speaking of the Mickey sippers, have you seen the the Disney 100 Mickey sipper, like the chrome looking one? I have not. It's kind of cool looking. Yeah, it looks like the Mickey that they have in the Disney 100 advertisements and artwork. Mm -hmm. Like the Um, one they're going to send us? That one, the D23? No. no. You can't see this because I'm doing (laughs) the weird SpongeBob arms. (laughs) <laughs> no, I. It looks way better than that one, actually. Oh, the the one great. that they're sending for the D twenty three thing looks like an actual statue, like an award yeah. or something, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This just looks like a super shiny chromed out sipper. Wow! Interesting. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, me too. Let me see if I can find a picture. Not even five minutes. We're already googling things. <laughs> right. Okay. So here it is. Oh my gosh, how cute. Oh, okay, so it's Mickey, but he's got like chrome shoes and yeah. chrome. Well, the clothes sleeves. is also like chromed out. Yeah, yeah. Like shiny, but he's got like a regular face. No, yeah, I yeah, have yeah. it. I see it. People are selling them yeah. for 40 bucks on eBay. Of course. Yeah. 40 bucks is actually not that bad considering that he's like $33 with tax when you pre order it at like Red Rose Tavern or something like that. Yeah. So. Okay. To get it for forty bucks, if you're out of plus state shipping. and aren't able to, oh, plus shipping. I mean, still, still cheaper than a plane ticket. I mean, you don't get the excitement of being there to pick it up yourself. But you know, forty bucks on eBay is not bad for the zipper right now. That is uh, true. I'm hoping to get like one or two 
to have them available for auction the next time we do something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm hoping that by the time that we get to our next fundraiser, that things are a lot better and everything. So, because quite frankly, uh, I miss those things. You know, yeah. I miss being able to go out and hang out and just do stuff. So, uh, yeah, I thought they were cool looking. They're I'd, cute. I'd, I'd actually want to keep one of those for myself. Don't blame you. <laughs> and it's yeah, and it's very rare that I end up keeping some of those zippers. Like I have some popcorn buckets and stuff behind me. I have a couple of zippers. The one cup that I do use that I always have with me is the the stainless steel mm-hmm. New Orleans the Square. The one that they did. Yeah, the New Orleans Square one for the anniversary. Uh, that is just such a cool mug. Or it's a cup, but the fact that it keeps whatever you put in it so cold is like my favorite part of that cup. So that's one that I use uh, quite frequently. Uh, is there a piece of merch that you guys use frequently like that? <laughs> I use that same cup for my makeup brushes. <laughs> 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 I do. <laughs> I mean, it works. I, yeah. <laughs> I wear every day, I mean, when it's cold out, I have a Disneyland jacket like like it's like a fleece jacket i wear every day that's cold and i i mean i wear when i don't have to wear work clothes i wear a disneyland t-shirt every day so that's nice. that most of my wardrobe was purchased at disneyland i have i've i've toyed with the idea of when, once i can get all my t-shirts that are in space bags and everything i bet you i could i want to see how long i could go without wearing a different shirt like a oh, new shirt a good... every day yeah, yeah yeah and take a picture of it i probably have 200 t-shirts at least i don't know it seems yeah. like a lot then they're most of them are disneyland t-shirts specifically so uh i mean i have a lot of disney shirts now but nothing in the levels or quantities that you have sir that is an amazing I have, feat. I, I would love so to you see. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see. Like, dude, post it to the Podcateers account, like in the stories, when you open yes. them all up. Like, yeah. th- day one of question mark, yeah. day two of question mark, <laughs> and see how long you can go. And they're like, none of these are preserved. These are, I mean, they're there's in a space bag, but they're well worn. I have some shirts that have... Like the belt I used to wear all the time would like rip holes in the front of my shirts. It's even better. Like, it would just so I have I have shirts with paint on them, but I'm like I can't get rid of this. This is a Disneyland 60th uh, shirt, but it's got a big hole in the neck. Oh well. Oh, this one's got bleach all over it. Oh, I'm keeping it anyway. So I've got so <laughs> many shirts. Um, yeah. So I one of these days once I they're at my mom's house right now being stored. Because I don't have the room, but maybe soon I'll have the room and I can go through all of my bajillion t-shirts. There's there's shirts that I've bought that I know I wasn't going to wear. Like, I don't wear white t-shirts. I am too much of a mess to wear a white shirt. Like it's it's mm. too it's too uh, you, too difficult. I'm 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 too messy. I do too much dirty work, so but a couple years ago they Disney store sold a Roger Rabbit t-shirt that was like all white and just had a little red collar. And I had to buy it, but I'm not going to wear it anywhere. So uh, yeah. uh, it sits in the closet and uh, or in the storage bag where I don't even know where it is at this point. But uh, yeah, it's around somewhere. Damn. There's one piece of merch that I remember buying in the park that uh, I ruined 
I'm not going to talk about how I ruined it, but I ruined it. Mm-hmm. And it's the one piece of merch that to this day still hurts knowing Aww. that I no longer have it and that it was just my carelessness that ruined it to begin with. It was the, I don't know if you remember it, but it was the Buzz Lightyear hoodie. It was the white <gasps> hoodie that looked like it was all the pieces of Buzz yeah. Lightyear around mm-hmm. it, like his like his chest plates and everything. Oh man, of all the merch I think I've ever purchased in the park, it's definitely in my top five. And I'm telling you, to this day, it's now been uh, five or six years since I had to get rid of it, maybe-ish, somewhere along there. Yeah, but I, I couldn't I couldn't repair it. And just to see that one go was, mm, still hurts to this day. Especially because they didn't continue that series. Like, if they had continued those, like, those were such cool mm-hmm. hoodies. Like, if they'd done it with other characters... Uh, I would have owned an entire closet worth of those. <laughs> they were cool designs. I'm surprised. Yeah. yeah, like they're not available. Should be. Especially Buzz Lightyear. So sad. Come on. Well, maybe when yeah. Toy Story 4 or 5 comes out. Oh, boy. <laughs> Ooh. Toy Story 9, Frozen 27, all of uh. those. <laughs> Frozen 27, The Rise of Samantha. <laughs> I don't even know a Samantha. <laughs> but you will in 27. Will. <laughs> right? We will find out over the course of these next 25 films who Samantha is. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, hey, speaking of films, I wanted to ask if you had an opportunity to watch the Oscars. Yes. I watched, I, 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 I saw some that. clips. I didn't, yeah, I didn't watch the whole ceremony, but I've seen some fun stuff from it. Yeah. Okay. I'm not big on award shows, so mm-hmm. I can't really sit through them. Uh, I have to have some kind of vested interest in something or someone that's a part of it in order for me to enjoy them. Otherwise, I just kind of read the articles and watch the clips and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But there was a clip making the rounds that the first people that I thought about were you two <laughs> because it was all the indie love we saw a short round hugging Indy years and years later as he was accepting his award. Your thoughts on that? Such a happy ending for this guy. Like it's okay. So I've been, I've been invested, but I cannot sit through the whole show and to see not just the film, but to see how the awards, like they just keep getting awards and awards and awards leading up to this moment was like the stars were aligned because when is this going to happen again? This is crazy. And it wasn't a publicity stunt. It was, it just happened to be that way where Harrison Ford is presenting the award for best picture that he, um, excuse me, let me see if I could pronounce his name. Uh, Kihui Kwan. Mm-hmm. Short round. We know my short round. I'm sure he's known as Data from the Goonies and so forth. But he was a part of that. And for that moment to happen again is awesome. Oh, my gosh. The feels. The feels. (laughs) So, yes. That was, like, probably the most happiest thing I've ever seen. And I never care for the Oscars at all. (laughs) 
I just don't. Yeah, Keihei Kwan. He, I, I'm watching this clip over right now just to refresh myself, and he is the most excited I've ever seen a person. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is for the best picture one, and this is after he's already won his his best supporting actor award. He hugs Harrison Ford, gives a big old smooch on the cheek, and is just jumping up and down. It's kind of infectious just to like just watch it. It's it's very emotional and exciting for him and for for. Uh, Everyone that uh, I haven't even seen the film, and uh, you know, I have to now at some point. Uh, it's uh, agreed, <laughs> it, it must be good, <laughs> but yeah, it's it was just incredible. And those the memes have been going around of uh, you know, the hug from Temple of Doom, and then the you know, his hug and everything. And he's been making the um, uh, what do you want to call it like on talk shows and stuff talking about I just watched one today where he's talking about when he reunited with Harrison Ford at uh, D23 mm-hmm. um, at the mm-hmm. expo and talking about uh, just how the, how that all played out and it's it's uh, you know I, I hope there's more for Harrison Ford and Kei Hei Kwan uh, in the future because that would be something to see I think they're a good pair yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, his speech was, you know, part of the reason I don't like watching these award shows is because I don't know why, but I always feel like that they're like the the stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, right? That they're more purchased through like the advertising of the films and talking to the the panels, you know, that run the event or something like that, that kind of buy you your award almost. Uh, mm-hmm. And so if you're a really small film, you don't really stand a chance, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's some decisions that they make that just feel wrong, you know? And in this one in particular, one of the videos that I saw kind of made me feel like that. Like when they were announcing the winner for Best Supporting Actress, and I think it was Supporting Actress, and... Mm-hmm. Angela Bassett was one of the nominees and it went to Jamie Lee Curtis, basically. Not that I have anything against Jamie Lee Curtis. I like Jamie Lee Curtis, right? Like the stuff mm-hmm. she said in Halloween is great, but in the particular film that she won it for, even she acknowledged that she was surprised because she was in it for like five seconds or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know the logic that goes into this stuff, right? But right. For, I don't know exactly how long Jamie Lee Curtis was actually in this film, but if that's correct, you know, a, a couple of minutes on screen versus this entire performance that's, you know, heartfelt, you know, of the story of, you know, a mother losing her husband, her son, you know, her country, you know, like we saw in Wakanda Forever. I just feel like like that was so much more emotional. It was a, a bigger connection that was lost by not giving her the award. And so in my head, it's just kind of like, yeah, 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 you're right. Like you, that other film just had way more publicity behind it. I don't, I, I don't know. And, and okay. that even doesn't make sense right now as I'm saying it out loud because the juggernaut behind Wakanda Forever was Disney, right? So right. I don't know. My brain's broken right now because okay, of this. Okay, so let me help. Fix your brain for a moment, and I'll give you a little bit about what was in the film and why she may have not gotten it, and I'll I'll say why. Okay, so the film itself, Everything Everywhere All at Once, is probably one of the best films I've seen in forever. Saying what Marvel has been doing with the multiverse, and you know how it's taken a while, right? 
this film does it in one film. And you're going through different phases, different year time stamps, you name it. And I don't know why she says she was only for five, like five seconds and that's not true. She actually does play a, she plays a really good part that I didn't even recognize her in. But I was kind of shocked that she got it. I mean, it was cool that she got it. And I do feel for Angela Bassett. I do because she was spectacular. No doubt about it. She was spectacular. But I honestly feel that it could have gone to Stephanie uh, Shu, who was also part of Everything Everywhere All at Once because she was kind of like a breakout star that I feel she could have gotten a little bit more recognition. Um, her role was she played multiple, like a pivotal role in all the multiverses that she's been in. And it is a trip, that whole movie from beginning to end. And mm. it's, I, I really wish everyone would see it because it's so good. The editing, the way the story is told, what they use to tell the story. <laughs> there's, a, there's a scene with nobody in it and it makes you emotional. I have not seen what? that. Yes, yes. There's a part in the film that's like, boom, like it smacks you because of the way that the story is told and the way that it's, it's delivered. Like they did their homework. And when we were done, like I've seen it twice. And when I saw it again, I was like, oh my gosh, this is still freshly great. Um, and I wish I had seen this in theaters. I did not, and I regret that so much. And that's not to say that Wakanda Forever wasn't up there. It was. I mean, I had the feels. We got completion. We got a story. We got everything. Like, it was so good. And I I understand why people are upset. I do. I, I would not say that anyone is wrong because that's, that's not the case. But I honestly feel it could have gone to any, it could have gone to either either her or Stephanie Hsu. I, I would have thought so um, because her character is kind of psychotic. It's so good. She's kind of psychotic, but she's so good at the same time, like different. Like it's, it's a mind trip. So if you love the multiverse and what... You know, we seen through Marvel. This is it in one film, one shot, pretty much. Yeah, and you know, a lot of the uh, I listen to uh, film podcasts every once in a while, and um, they talk about how you know, like you're saying, the game of the Oscars and different stuff, and how how, and it's all voted by members of the Academy, so it's all yeah. you know a vote in general, um, but. A lot of the time, you know, people think, oh, you know, this could have been Jamie Lee Curtis's like people will give Oscars to people in later years for performances that they gave in previous films like there. It's it's kind of like, yeah, you want it for this film, but it's more of a career Oscar or a, or, you know, you were owed this at another time. So I, I mean, not saying that Angela Bassett also doesn't deserve an Oscar, which she definitely does. She's on so much stuff. She's also on like 
the TV show 911, which we watch, and she's great on that. Like, she just does all kinds of stuff. But uh, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, has been in the industry. Uh, I think probably, I was I was looking it up trying to see. And it's just like a ten years or so longer than Angela Bassett, uh, maybe eight. You know, started acting fairly young. They're born the same year, so I don't know. Maybe a lot of people saw this as Jamie Lee Curtis's like. Uh, this is the the one one time you know for all the bat the past uh, performances she's given and and stuff like that. It's kind of like the career Oscar kind of thing. Who knows? You know, it's a, it's all a, it's all a voting, and there's. You know, a lot of members of the Academy, I don't know how many members are of the Academy, but I think it's it's quite a few. So it's not just like five people showed up and they're like, we picked this one. Um, so mm. it's voted on by peers, from what I understand, somewhat, uh, if I'm getting that correct. But yeah. it's all a tough choice. And, you know, the people that that we have a connection to, you know, in anything, you know, you never can tell how these things are going to shake out. So it's, it's even surprising that Marvel got the nomination, you know, and Angela Bassett got a nomination in general. I mean, I know they did it before, but it's, it's kind of showing how the industry is gonna, is seeing these big blockbuster films more that they can be also, award-winning films yada 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 i mean avatar 2 was nominated for best picture so they're Mm -hmm. they're in there um but there's still you know a lot of time i'm saying you know a lot so uh you know it's uh (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of uh variables it seems yeah yeah that's an interesting argument that you bring up about it too because the the argument of oh they're kids movies because they're superheroes or whatever right like it never sat well with me because things like avatar have won these huge awards like the first avatar won a bunch of stuff right and Mm -hmm. i i that can be considered as much a kids movie as anything else because it's animated you know Uh tons of people but yeah, I that that's a really great point. I think the fact that it, it's just simply being acknowledged uh, in that type of category uh, is a huge step forward. But like I said, I don't watch the award shows. I just kind of watch the clips and trying to get more context about the entire thing and why and where and how. And, you know, now, now that you've mentioned the movie, Mel, I feel like I need to, you know, watch it at some point as well. Yeah, but, you do. <laughs> Yeah, this one, uh, I just felt like it was not the right call, especially now that you've given even more context to Stephanie Hsu's performance. Mm-hmm. I just, mm, just doesn't When you sense. see it, you'll and, be like, oh. <laughs> see, that's the thing. Like, if you're saying that, like, it it just continues to not make sense in my head, right? But, yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. Anyway, we should move on from this. <laughs> I did look up that there are over 10,000 voting members of the Academy of Motion Pictures. What? Whoa, sciences. I didn't know that. <laughs> what? I mean, 10, I think thousand? basically, you know, if you're an actor, you can become an, a, mem- a member of the Academy. And I think, you know, producers and different people. So, yeah, 10,000, over 10,000 so members. It's a panel of your peers, which you can say, hey, get the word out. Jamie Lee's going to win this year. Yeah. <laughs> You just got to call 10,000 of your closest friends and make sure they all vote. 
Speed dial. <laughs> uh, it doesn't renew my faith in it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's talk about a couple of other movie-related things because, uh, one, Princess Night happened in the parks. Uh, there was a celebration. Uh, you know, these Disney After Dark events happen, and they have special things. Special characters come out. They close the park down. Uh, 5, 6 p.m., and it's open till 12 or 1. And... Uh, the, there was two standouts for me as far as Princess Knight was concerned as I was watching people post about this. One, the Giselle that they chose for Princess Knight was almost a spitting image for the Giselle, for Amy Adams just in general. Like she wow. was so good. They had a carriage bringing her down Main Street and like dressed up in her princess gown like spot on. I'm going to try to find a video. I will send it to both of you to watch it. Oh, I've um, seen it. It's it's good. It's right. It's uh, it's like a spitting image. It's bananas. So I will send it to you, Mel, and then I'll post mm-hmm. it on Discord for anyone that hasn't an opportunity uh, hasn't had an opportunity to see it because it like it was uncanny. I did a double take as I was scrolling through uh, and saw this video of her coming down Main Street. Two. Uh, Princess, Ke- well, Queen Kida, technically, mm-hmm. depending on when in the Atlantis saga you are are thinking about mm-hmm. her. But Queen Kida, but, but for the sake of the night, she was Princess Kida, uh, was part of Princess Knight. Princess Kida, Atlantis. Atlantis to Dreamlight Valley confirmed. <laughs> Not everything is connected to Dreamlight Valley. You don't know. Zen. You don't never know. know. Next year, I mean, next year, jeez. Next month is parks. <laughs> I mean, who are these princesses showing up in my game? I, I, I couldn't tell you. There's somebody, I guess. I mean, it's also <laughs> like we haven't been asking for um, Atlantis, you know, different IPs to come into Tomorrowland, but that's not going to happen. So this is a step up. <laughs> I know. So look. Right now, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna veer into Dreamlight Valley for like a couple of minutes. I don't want this to turn into this super long conversation about Dreamlight Valley, but I'm mad at them right now. Okay, one, okay. I knew that there was gonna be a store coming up, right? And I knew that there was gonna be microtransactions. And every week so far since they introduced this back in February, they've had like four items in their store for sale. Mm-hmm. And if you've accumulated moonstones, you can just buy them with what you accumulated so far. You even got some depending on the founder's pack or whatever that you purchased. But dude, 1,200 moonstones for a shirt or whatever in the game is the equivalent of a five real world dollar transaction. Five dollars! Okay, that's craziness, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That model has to change. I don't mind spending money on in-game purchases when they are reasonably priced. Right. It is so overpriced right now. It is insane. Is this why Scrooge doesn't have any nice clothing in his shop like I've had experience for the past, what, three weeks? Supply chain issues. Mm-hmm. You know what? That supply chain. It's it's affecting even digital. It's it's affecting digital everything. You know that supply chain. You gotta Scrooge has got to import that stuff from from uh, you know China or whatever. I don't know somewhere. I was trying to think of a uh, funny. He's got to import it from. Uh, I don't know. 
Duckburg it, to uh, so, whatever ooh, Phyllis thing. I know and, life is like a hurricane there, but yeah, oh, it, they've, been, <laughs> they've been riddled with with uh, you know uh, economic disaster uh, over in Duckburg ever since Scrooge took his business to Dreamlight Valley. Uh, they're just Sheesh. trying to keep the clothing factories open, uh, so uh, it's hard to get uh, raw materials. I mean, they got all kinds gotta of eggs go around over there. Collecting them yourself now too. They got all kinds of eggs over there. You think they'd be flush with cash with the price of eggs? But you right. know, ducks, <laughs> eggs, get it anyway. Gooses, that's a bad. That, yeah, that's a. Launchpad McQuacks and and uh, uh, Gadget, whatever his name is, Gear Loose. What Gizmo Duck? Gizmo Duck and Gizmo Duck. Uh, anyway, yeah. so the other thing is the reason I kept thinking about Atlantis is because I mean I, at, at this point it feels pretty obvious, right? But yeah, the you know, remember I told you that I started a second game so that mm-hmm. I could play through one and just kind of enjoy it, and the other one. Uh, it would be like my streaming one where I actually record content with, right? Mm-hmm. On the second account that I've been playing on, after the two weeks I've been playing on it, I'm almost done with it. And like I, like all the quests, all the tasks and everything. So really the only thing that's going to be left is completing as many dreamlike tasks as possible. And one thing that I thought was... Like, in my head, prior to the February update, I thought, oh, wow, there's going to be a way to 100% the game before they add new characters and new doors and all this other stuff. And now, unless you're willing to spend $5 on each one of the four things that they're going to offer in the store, there's no way you can 100% the game anymore. Yeah. Because there's always going to be clothing articles that are going to be added to the tally that you won't be able to purchase through Scrooge or any other means unless you got them through Moonstones. Now, if I can offer a solution to Gameloft for stuff like this, make the clothes available, like for make them exclusive to that store for the first six to eight months or whatever, but then offer them as a Scrooge purchase. You know, after six months to a year or something. That way, people that wanted them still have an opportunity to see them at, at random or something. Uh, or make them some insane price or make them part of a quest or something like that so that people still have an opportunity to get these additional things. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, and so the Atlantis connection came up because on that second account that I've been playing on, I was up in the forest and I looked over towards the beach and I had, I, I mean, I knew this before, but I saw the water falling off of the side again. And it reminded me that Dreamlight Valley is a floating island, essentially, with water that falls off the edges. Where was Atlantis? On a floating island with yep. water falling off the edges, right? And so mm-hmm. uh, it just, the, the more and more that I keep seeing and the more that it reminds me, the more I want to see Atlantis in the game. And so I feel like there's all these things that are connected when Disney started adding the spirit jerseys and all and like the Disney 100 stuff to Dreamlight Valley. I thought there's a reason they're bringing out this character like when they brought out Donald and Goofy in their Kingdom Hearts outfit several years ago for the Halloween thing is when the announcement for Kingdom Hearts 4 came. Right. Yeah. And so there's all these correlations to these characters that don't seem obvious at the time. But given the connection that we've seen to the parks and the game so far, I feel like this is just another thing that's stacking on top of some of the other things that we've seen. 
that feel like it's coming to the game at some point. Or it's going to play a major role in the entire storyline, but we'll see. Uh, let's see. Oh, hey, um, can, can we touch on March Madness for a second? Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, yes. Um, <laughs> tough. We're going to talk about it. Okay, because fine. I realized something. I had full control, obviously, when I was creating the brackets and these random mm-hmm. numbers and stuff. And everything seemed super fun, right? Like randomly mm-hmm. assigned numbers. And it's like, you didn't have to think about it. It's like, oh yeah, it was going to be very fun. And I was creating all the graphics and everything. I thought, oh, <laughs> pirates is going up against Iron Man. That's funny. That's cool. Until I had to vote for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because now I had to make this <laughs> insane choice, right? Like, do I go with Tony and then vote for Iron Man, which I love 3001. Or do I go with pirates who who have taught me that dead men tell no tales? And I've probably been on the attraction 3001 times. So when it came to stuff like that, I realized, what have I done? Mm-hmm. What have I done? And I realized that I had the full... Like I, I was able to set that matchup up. Like I could have probably set it up so that Tony made it as far into the finals as possible. And now I feel like he doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> you done messed up, A.A. Ron. <laughs> hey, welcome to Mayhem. Woo! <laughs> That's pretty much it. Since the first set of rounds. <laughs> or set... Right? First round of matches it's been just crazy (laughs) yeah what has been your hardest vote so far for each of you treasure cat versus um captain rex which broke my heart to know that i had a vote Mm. against either one of those two because i think those were my two suggestions and i'm like this hurts because i want both of them (laughs) to win and that's not going to happen. So, yeah, that one hurt. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. So I think most of them have been some, you know, I know Tina, uh, a lot of people are saying, and my wife Tina, she said the the Lilo and Stitch versus the Emperor uh, from Mulan was like a real tough one mm-hmm. uh, for them. But, uh I don't know. I, I guess probably the the toughest one would have would be the uh, Mary Poppins versus Han Solo. Um, yeah, that one was you know hard to choose, uh, but but I did it anyway. So uh, I think I voted for Han Solo, but Mary Poppins won. So I did too. Uh, sucks to be me. <laughs> I guess I was surprised to see Mary go on. I'm like, wow. So th- that's the beauty of this thing. Yeah. <laughs> The the Lilo one I feel like has been the biggest upset so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I think th- that that one had the biggest margin of all of the votes, uh, and I think the Ghost Host one also had a pretty big margin uh, uh, between votes. But and I'm mad at everybody yeah. who didn't vote for Roger Rabbit. I so did. I'm <laughs> mad at all of you. Squad Kateers out there that didn't vote for Roger Rabbit. Come on. Come on. So, so it's funny. When that one came up, uh, I th- when I voted, 
I said out loud, you were not here with me. Uh-huh. But the first thing that came out of my mouth, because that was a no-brainer for me, sorry, but the the first words as I cast my vote were, sorry, Andrew. <laughs> and then I cast my vote. <laughs> Rude. But it's okay. <laughs> so. You have to do what your heart wants, but your heart should want to make me happy more than voting for Lumiere. So uh, you just got to check yourself there, Hazen. But it's okay. I Sorry, forgive man. You. Not that you're asking Sorry, for man. forgiveness, but it's okay. I forgive so- you all. But I'm still, I'm still a little peeved. But it's okay. It's okay. So- I will live... So I did have to go with my heart on that one because, I mean, as you know, that film is very special to me. So I know it's the quotes that we're voting for, but... Blah, blah, yeah, that blah. Song, sounds yeah. like a bunch <laughs> of bull to me. Maybe I'll buy but you another again, Disney shirt. How about that? That's fine. I'll have 302 <laughs> Disney shirts. Uh, we'll get you to that it's, 356. It's fine. I'm not upset. You can't hear it in my voice at all. I'm disappointed in you all, but it's okay. We'll just have to do another. Well, you know what? We're canceling the whole thing and starting over. We'll reorganize okay. them all. That's fair. And they'll all That's be fair. Roger Let's Rabbit quotes, and then I'll be happy. We'll 32 put, we'll put Roger <laughs> Rabbit quotes. <laughs> and one Tony Stark one. <laughs> yeah, and he'll still win. Right. You know what? You know what I would like to do? So... um Whenever there's a any type, I I mean the biggest tournaments that I'm familiar with as a fan of wrestling growing up were like the fake wrestling tournaments, right? Where yeah, everybody's like fighting for a title, but then like somewhere down the line, it's like, oh no, this person is injured. Let's see who's gonna take their place, and then it's some like random like competitor that was early on in the bracket but got eliminated. Mm-hmm. At some point, I want to have a March Mayhem where. Uh, We have like a randomizer and this has to be agreed upon by everyone, right? Like the Mm -hmm. FGP squad. Yeah. By us. Like if everybody's cool with like, we get to round three and then we run a randomizer and one of them gets booted out and then a second random number and someone from the original bracket that got eliminated can be placed in there. I would love to see how that, like pans out it's just like the randomness of the whole thing that i'm i'm curious about and here comes roger rabbit with a chair (laughs) oh my god oh my god roger with a chair rogers with a chair (laughs) yeah i'm totally down with that how about yeah let's just yeah i you know what yeah we could do whatever we want we this is our freaking thing that's true fgp Mm-hmm. You know what? They're, I'm sure they'll be cool. It's fine. It's whatever. We'll just let them know ahead of time. Let everybody know. It's fine. It's fine. We won't do it for I this can, one. I can already imagine it. Mickey Mouse coming in with the elbow. People's yeah. elbow on Donald. You know what? I have <laughs> access to the Instagram account. Maybe I just get some Photoshop stuff going on. And maybe Roger Rabbit actually made it through. You never know. <laughs> That'd be funny. It's like, <laughs> nope, this is the real one. So the other thing, I don't know, we haven't had a lot of people acknowledge it, but I snuck in. Like, I know some people are just paying attention to the the votes at the bottom, mm-hmm. but one of my favorite things that I snuck into March Mayhem is uh, Mike Wazowski's face is covered by the mm-hmm. March Mayhem logo. And mm-hmm. that, like, for me, like, if you know, you know, right? 
but look, like, for me, it's just one of those little Mayhem Easter eggs. It's just like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Laya, I think we should continue. Uh, so March Mayhem, you can participate by voting in our Instagram stories. Uh, if you're on Discord, share your prediction bracket. We're still in the very, in like the mid of round one. There's a few more rounds to go. But if you have any predictions, we'd love to see them. Post them over on Discord. Uh, if you haven't joined us on Discord, it's super easy to join the community. You can head to podcasters.com slash links. There you will find a link to our latest episode, the Quizneyland playlist, links to our YouTube channel and Larry's YouTube channel, Goofy Guys Adventures. You will also find information, uh, again, to join us on Discord, but also information for the FGP squad. What is the FGP squad, you might ask? Well, they are a fantastic group of listeners that help us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon. If you want more information on what the FGP squad is all about, like I said, you can head to podcasters.com slash links or podcasters.com slash FGP. There you will find a, a list of some of our top contributors. You'll find an information about what the FGP squad is all about and a link to our Patreon. Being a part of the FGP Squad family gets you some additional perks like access to our happy hour calls, random gifts, additional content that we've posted to Patreon, and more. So if you're interested, again, head over to podcasters.com slash FGP. And if you have any questions about the FGP Squad or anything that we talk about really in these episodes, feel free to reach out. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. And to all of the members of the FGP Squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Yeah, and send those prediction brackets on Discord. I got a box of stuff to give away, and if nobody puts them up, then nobody can win. Word. And we got stuff to send out. Like, three stuff to send out. We got, like, all kinds Yay. of stuff. If you want stuff for free, put your thing up on the Discord. Yes. Do it. It's always That's fun. It. Do it. Always fun. And it's free. That's the other thing. Do it. Free to participate. Hey, so a couple more things that I want to talk about. Uh, one, Disney, for the first time ever, went to South by Southwest. Is that like an intersection or something? Or is that, that's just like a direction, right? South by Southwest. You go Southwest, it's between South and Southwest. That's South by Southwest. Yes. So they just started exactly heading it. in that direction, like from Disneyland or from like, like TDA from, or where they from everywhere in the world. They just went directly south by southwest. Yeah. So right south there. by southwest <laughs> is <laughs> it's kind of like its own little expo, right? And it's this convergence of uh like the music industry and film and TV and interactive content and technology and uh, it's a it's a really cool place for people to showcase a lot of the stuff that they're working on. Uh, it's it's used a lot for networking opportunities. It's been going on since the early 90s, I want to say. And uh, it takes place like every March, I think, in in Texas, I want to say. It's interesting because a lot of the companies that go to South by aren't are, like aren't major like they're not like Disney right and so the fact that Disney was there to me felt like an opportunity for Disney to recruit Imagineers 
because there's a lot of people that are in the technology spectrum that end up going to to South by Southwest. And so it really felt like Disney was there to showcase mainly to network and interface with other technology companies to to do one of two things, either bring in more Imagineers or check out some of the other tech that's there and, you know, maybe acquire some of that cool tech to start incorporating into attractions, which either way is a win situation, right? Like you get these Imagineers coming up yeah. with cool stuff. I'm all for it, right? You get to experience super right. cool stuff in the parks. Unless it's around the world, then I got to watch it on YouTube for now. But it is what it is. Uh, so a, a few things they ended up doing at, at at the at South by Southwest is, one, they had the Hulk that they've had in the time suit at California Adventure was greeting guests in the panel that Josh DeMauro was uh, uh, hosting as part of, of this presentation. The other thing that they highlighted was the lightsaber. And this is the real lifesaber that they have Ray use uh, on the Galactic Star Cruiser. Uh, I guess a lot of people didn't know that that existed, which seems weird because I feel like when that was first announced and Ray used the lightsaber on the Galactic Star Cruiser, those videos were going viral when it first opened up, right? So I don't know if it's just because we're on Disney, like on the Disney side of social media that we saw so much of it, like our algorithm just mm-hmm. knows us, or if it was one of those things where, like, I don't know, like it felt like it went viral and everyone caught on to it, like even outside of the Disney community. But apparently that's what's happening now, right? Because larger media outlets are catching on to this new lightsaber technology. But it was cool just to see it exhibited there. The other thing that they had or that Josh Lamar presented was uh, a new Tinkerbell in a lantern. And it looked like it was a projection or like a like a hologram or something like that. It looked very Tupac, like but Tinkerbell. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she was responding real time, which was mm-hmm. like really fun to watch. Like he was asking her questions. She was responding. They had a guest come up and start asking her questions as well. Uh, there seemed to be a little bit of a delay, so I don't know where they were or if they just had really bad Wi-Fi for the, the Tinkerbell lantern uh, because there was like a two or three second delay in Tinkerbell hearing what was coming through and responding mm-hmm. to it. Well, and that was something that was play tested at California Adventure, I think about a year ago now. I think we might even ah, mention yes. it on the podcast. Yeah, that it was, It's yeah, it's just like a person being projected it's very cool looking yeah and i didn't see a lot of people posting about it when they did it at california adventure so i feel like this is the the cool you know the the cool thing about josh tomorrow is that like i feel like he has the like the playfulness that's needed to like not just run imagineering like he has the Look, if, if Bob Iger is looking for a successor, why is he not looking at Josh Tomorrow? Is <laughs> all I'm saying. Like, I feel like Josh Tomorrow has enough business sense that Bob Iger can be like, let me guide you through this. And at the same time, he loves the parks. That's the important thing. He loves the technology and imagineering, he loves the parks. At some point, so much so that it sounds super cheesy when he's talking about it. Mm-hmm. 
So there's a part of me that's baffled at why Josh Tomorrow isn't on the short list to run the Disney company. Maybe he doesn't want it. I don't know. Maybe there there's already been a conversation or something. Who who knows? Oh, um, that's yeah. That's a great point. That's a good for some reason I yeah. blocked that out of my head, but that's a great point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is surprising that someone wouldn't want it, but it also is like running like one of the biggest companies on the planet, and maybe that is scary. <laughs> um, so it could be, yeah. <laughs> It could be a possibility. Yeah. Um, they also they also were you. I don't know if you're gonna get to it or not, but they the Judy Hopps robot as well. That was uh, at oh, the South by yes. Southwest. Great reminder. Talk about that a little bit. Um, yeah. So the um, among the other th- stuff that they had, they had this rollerblading Judy Hopps robot thing. It like climbed over a wall and could fall down and get back up from mm-hmm. falling down. So it's just another like animatronic technology that they're working more robotic technology than anything. Um, but yeah, they could, they like pushed her on her rollerblades and then she fall down and then she could get back up and it was, it was kind of cool looking Cl- climbing over the wall and like falling was very funny. It's definitely a long step from Osimo, that's for sure. Like that, I remember when that came out. I was like, okay, it could yeah. kick. No, this thing could climb over, get up, balance itself, and keep going. So it was really cool to see, for sure. So it, it's fun. I mean, who knows if it'll be in the park? So I mean, I'm sure it will in Zootopia Land. You know, when it opens <laughs> up halfway around the world, but not yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, some of the the things that Imagineering is putting together right now is just mind-blowing, right? And this, it may not seem like a lot, but to get a robot to have that type of articulation and balance and find, like, its way back to its center, the way that we naturally can as humans... You know, that's a that's an amazing accomplishment. Mm-hmm. The whole idea behind this project is obviously to connect with people on a different level. Like we've we've seen the progression, obviously, over the years, like how they've gone from full, you know, characters having, you know, the artificial heads, you know, and making them face characters, for instance. Like we've seen we've seen some of that in parks around the world. Uh, this is obviously the next step, right? Giving you an opportunity mm-hmm. to interact with these other types of characters in such a way that feels a lot more real. You know, like some of the experiences that they already have are already super fun. Like the the one, like one of the attractions that I've never seen in person and yet I love every time somebody posts is Turtle Talk with Crush. <laughs> like that show is so well done and the interaction mm-hmm. is just it's spot on every time like they never break character they're they're so responsive you know i like the last one just i was so freaking tickled by the answer that they gave <laughs> because it's so matter of fact and yet it's so real and so innocent in the way that it was delivered to the to the child that asked the question. Uh, I don't know if other people saw it that way, but I just saw it that way. So, uh, mm-hmm. A child asked Crush, how do you breathe underwater? And without skipping a beat, Crush says, 
uh, I believe that's called dying. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, that's such a morbid question. But it got a laugh because it's true, right? The way that it was delivered and everything is like, like it's those types of interactions where they don't miss a beat that just make these shows so special. And if you had a way of, you know, having a real crush, like not a, a projection, like not a screen or anything, like a real turtle to be able to interact like that, how how crazy would that be? You know, like it, fun. it's these interactions that I think are just going to enhance the park going experience over the next decade. These are the types of advancements that just make me excited for the new attractions coming to the parks. Mm. Can't wait for it. Can't wait. Yeah. All I could think of is like, not only just have Crush, but if they were to have one for Dory and then they would have one for uh, Hank, that would be fun. Like, there's so many possibilities that could come out of this. Ariel, sheesh. (laughs) All right. I'm glad you're bringing up the Little Mermaid trailer because one... (laughs) Uh, I didn't know award shows had trailers in the middle of them. Uh, yeah. uh, they don't. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, that's that's all we really need to say about it. They don't. Uh, I don't think they should have did that. Uh, there's been lots of people saying they probably shouldn't have, uh, but uh, it already happened, and what can you do about it? I don't know. We don't need to say any more about yeah. that. I-, I had this issue with the trailer, and uh-huh. I-, I watched it again. Okay, so here was my issue, right? When I was watching the trailer, it felt super weird to me that the ocean scenes didn't seem to have bubbles and they didn't have, like, it didn't, it felt like they were floating in space. Like, they just, Mm -hmm. it didn't look like water to me. Uh, And then I realized that it was just me and my old eyes uh, watching on a tiny screen with not enough brightness because, because, uh, when I brought this up to you, you both said, but there's stuff floating in the water. And I didn't believe you until I watched the trailer again. <laughs> and so after watching it again, I do see the particles floating around and stuff. I felt dumb. But uh, it, it felt like when I watched it the first time, like there wasn't enough bubbles or anything in the ocean. And it just looked super weird to me that they were floating because there was obviously water, right? There was like all the water with Eric drowning and stuff. And, and then she gets her legs from Ursula and it's like Sports Illustrated sunset, <laughs> you know, scene and everything. It was I, I get it. I, you know, it, it's cool. But uh, yeah, I felt dumb. Not seeing the little particles and stuff. I wish there was maybe. I guess you can't win, right? Because then you have the people saying like it's too blurry. Like it. I know you're in water, but it should be clearer. Or why is there so many damn bubbles? Like I can't see what's happening. I mean, what can you do? It's it's like six of one, half dozen the other, and it's also I think some of the the weirdness that you know is probably lending to it is. Uh, these actors are obviously not underwater. None of this was filmed underwater. Maybe there's a section or two that maybe they did some water stuff. But for the most part, you can't just like talk underwater and uh, act underwater and all that kind of stuff. So they're when they're acting, their movements are as if they are through the air. You know, so you can move all kinds of fast and yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. So that that may be le- like leading to where it looks kind of like they're not in water because they're not moving as if they were in water. Um, specifically, like uh, one that I was looking at is like the when you see Ursula, there's like a profile shot of Melissa McCarthy as Ursula, 
and it just looks like it's just filmed there. But then you see her hair floating, which is, you know, CG hair, but her face just looks like it's, you know, in air or whatever, which, you know, you can't really do much about it. You can't, there, you, you can't film a movie underwater. People can't breathe underwater. You can't talk underwater. That's just what happens. So, yeah. um, and you know, they're also trying to, I'm assuming, uh, make it look a little cartoony. You know, they, they do their halfway between cartoon and super realistic thing. And sometimes it pays off and sometimes it doesn't. And I don't like how Sebastian looks and, uh, you know, what can you do? Yeah. Scuttle. It's like in the animated one, Scuttle's just like a seagull. And then this one, they're like, well, it has to be like this, uh, like weird sea finch or something. I don't know what kind of bird scuttle actually is. So instead of making it just like a seagull, it's like some very specific, well, this takes place in wherever it takes place. And so this is the kind of bird that would be uh, natural to that environment. So we have to pick the whatever it is, the lark or I don't know, birds. Some uh, bird I expert don't tell us what kind of bird that is. <laughs> Uh, aviary yeah. person. I don't know who's. What do they call it? People that watch birds, bird watchers, bird watchers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, bird watchers out there, tell uh, go on Discord and tell us what they call people that watch birds. Because I think there's another word for it that's not bird watcher. It's like uh, uh, I don't know. I don't, whatever. I don't care. It's fine. I mean, yeah. if you like to watch birds, you you do you boo. But uh, trailer was good. It makes me excited for the film. Uh, is I guess the long and short of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, one, you're not dumb. Some people would argue, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, the the reason I say that is because in the first scene where Eric is, you know, when he's off at the ship and he's going into the water, there's no bubbles. If you're sad to say, if you're drowning, bubbles of air come up. There's none. So you're right. You're yeah. technically right on that. That's why I'm saying you're not dumb. So you got a point right there. There's other parts. Yeah, you do see the bubbles or some things, but it's not real-time bubbles we see or we're used to seeing. So not dumb at all. Beautiful film. Looks great Well, I great appreciate the vote of confidence on this one. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> um <laughs> Poor Flounder, poor thing. He's nightmare fuel. Yeah, Flounder oh. looks the only bad. <laughs> Everything is beautiful. Yeah. Everything looks great, but poor thing. It's like you couldn't make him. I don't know, pleasing to the eye. He's just cute. Anyways, so yeah, you're not dumb. <laughs> well, again, I appreciate the vote of confidence on this one. Um, but if there's anything that I've learned from this is, one, make your screen brighter, you know, when you're going to watch a trailer so that you get a little bit more of uh, the details. Uh, and two, maybe don't watch it on your phone. Watch it on TV or on your computer monitor or on a larger screen so that you see more of what's happening. So, yay. <laughs> Hot tips from Hazen. <laughs> right? Uh, we got Tron merch. It's actually kind of nice Tron merch, too, but it's only at it Disney is. World. Uh, For now. <laughs> it's 
makes me sad. <laughs> I will admit that of everything that I saw, I don't know if it's a full backpack or if it's one of the uh, lounge fly backpacks, but it looks like a little arcade, like a cabinet. And I Ooh. thought that was a pretty cool piece of merch. And then the disc. If I could have mm. like an identity disc like that, it looks pretty sweet. I know, right? Who do I send my information, my Venmo information to? <laughs> Just take it all. Just Yeah, it looks like a lot of like, uh, um, my guess is some of this was reused uh, merch from Tron Legacy where, uh, that uh, didn't sell too well or they still had the molds for like the data discs and, and things like that. I know the um, they have an action figure where you can put your face in it. Uh, like a, I think it's like an animated face. I'm not 100 oh, sure, but I know they have. That. Yeah, they and so they're selling those too. So um, all kinds of stuff. They have some retro line toys. Uh, I think they're Super Seven uh, Tron retro toys. They're selling uh, data discs, of course. Um, I think they're also selling the original data disc frisbee looking ones. Uh, so they have all kinds of fun stuff. I think they have a data disc. With a backpack that then holds the data disc yes. as well, sort of yep. thing. So, uh, lots okay, of cool, I didn't fun see stuff-y. all of the merch. That's awesome. Okay, all right, Mel, we'll we'll talk to somebody in Florida, see if we can get mm-hmm. some of this stuff. Oh, and maybe is this a jacket that can hold a data disc as well? They got all kinds of stuff. All right, add that to my list too. Oh, I did see the jacket. <laughs> yeah. I I don't think the jacket is fluffy friendly, so I think I'm out on the jacket. <laughs> But some of that other merch, I think I'm good on. So, uh, let's see what else. Oh, Dole Whip, Dole Whip in April. It's coming yeah. to the stores. Don't watch me whip. Don't watch me nay nay. Don't watch me whip. <laughs> That's gonna be the commercial. You know that I will Dole Whip and you can nay nay all the way back to the store. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do it. I'm not a dancer. He Good thing nobody not. can see this. Just you two oh, can see. This was like we tried perfect. to nay. Like, oh. Yeah. So you can only do so much exciting. while you're sitting down to nay nay. So it's, it's yeah. Uh, That's true. It just kind of looks true. like. But you know what though? You know what huh. though? You nailed it. You did. Told spot on. Did it. Your your TikTok <laughs> video nay naying while seated would have gone viral. Seated seated nay nay. Seated nay nay, yeah. The 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 lazy nay nay, yeah. Oh so boy. <laughs> this Dole Whip stuff coming to stores in April. Uh, you will uh-huh. be able to buy what you need to make your Dole Whips at home. Uh, there's been yep. a lot of recipes out on the internet that I think you can find to create your own version of a Dole Whip, and mm-hmm. a lot of them get pretty close. We've tried a couple. Uh, there's other drinks that you can buy. Like last year, uh, Starbucks had a drink that tasted very similar to a Dole Whip. It wasn't as accurate as people claimed it to be, but it was tasty. It was just like this pineapple flavored, thing. and everybody's like, "Pineapple is Dole yeah. Whip." I was like, "I mean, <laughs> Dole is just pineapple dessert. Like it's you can buy pineapple juice at the store. Like <laughs> yep. Yep. that's yeah. that's the one thing where people are like, it's Dole Whip. I'm like, it's Dole Whip's just pineapple flavored soft serve or whatever it is. Soft yep. dessert treat, whatever you want to call it. So it's, yeah. yeah, I mean, pineapple upside down cake. Oh, Dole Whip flavored upside down cake. <laughs> like, <I don't... laughs> 
So yeah, I mean, I guess the the excitement really comes from the fact that this is authentically Dole Whip now, and you'll mm-hmm. be able to yes, have yes, yes. the exact recipe and everything. Uh, it's you know ready for you to enjoy it. Um, I, I will say that if you're unable, if you're in the Southern California area, primarily around like LA and and stuff like that, if you haven't ever gone to Hula Girls Shaved Ice and had their version of Dole Whip. Hot damn. It is like the closest thing to the Disneyland version that you will ever have outside of the parks. So I'm not paid to say that, but we could be Hula Girl Shave Ice. Give us That's a call. True. We could. <laughs> uh, but if you're ever in their neck of the woods, look them up. They have the best. They also cater. That's another cool thing. Like they Ooh. they have like portable stuff that they can take to cater for events and they will do the the Dole Whip one. It looks like they're going to have three flavors. Oh, that's three what I was going to ask. If it was just going to oh, come in yeah. the standard one or cuz I didn't I didn't read that part of it. What are the flavors that they're going to have? Pinapoli, mango, and strawberry. I don't know why I did a weird wow. voice, but I did. Pineapple, mango, and strawberry. So exotic. Pinapoli. That's the only uh if it's made in France, uh if not it's just sparkling pineapple. That's a Wayne's World oh, that was for French? five people. You know, I don't know. It was just a bad joke. When you Ignore said it, I joke. instantly thought Geppetto. No, I know. I it, it was not French. I was baking a bad <laughs> Wayne's World joke, so it's okay. Pineapple, mango, and strawberry are the flavors. Here, I'll say it like a a, a person who's not insane. Uh, so. I can't unhear it though. Like I want to say it like all the time now. Pineapple. Oh, my little wooden head, and he's having a Pinapoli Dole Whip. Oh, and now Pinocho. everyone is going to hear it just like that from now on. <laughs> a wow. pizza pie, Pinapoli. I also like that the... Um, I'll just ignore all that stuff I did, and I'll just keep talking. Um, the boxes, the, the logo that uh, says Dole Whip... It's kind of a very like Adventurelandy style box and sign. Like the sign is like bamboo poles with rope holding them together, and then it says Dole Whip on like it's like a little sign. So it's very, very much like the uh, Dole Whip stand right there at the entry of to Adventureland. It is. It's they're they're I don't blame getting them. the hints in. Why? Yeah, they they know yeah. why they're selling this. Like. Yeah. They know who their market is. Mm-hmm. What was the third flavor again? Uh, strawberry. Strawberry? Or mango. That's which funny. Are, those are the other they, two. Do they have a mango and strawberry at the Tropical Hideaway? They have what? Orange, orange. and... They have orange, raspberry. A and raspberry, and yeah. But not strawberry. Or mango. I wonder why they went mango and strawberry instead of the orange and raspberry that they have. Probably the coming to the parks. I don't know. Or maybe they wanted to, you know, have, I don't know. Uh, yeah, who knows? Exclusive the or- flavors. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. Or maybe the orange and the raspberry didn't, like, transfer well flavor-wise to the store mixture, you know, because it's probably a little bit of different, uh, you know, mix because it's going to sit in the freezer aisle. It's not going to be fresh out of a yeah. out of a thing or that, you know, mixes up there. It doesn't have to really have much like preservative type things. Um maybe. So maybe it didn't transfer well or they they tested them and the audiences didn't like the raspberry, who knows. There's there's 
all kinds of things we could theorize. Uh, yeah, but or maybe the they just wanted to save tasty, those. Though. Yeah, maybe they wanted to save them for the mm-hmm. future so they could be like, okay, now we have more flavors. We got orange. We got what was it? Raspberry. We got raspberry. blue. We got uh, all kinds of flavors. Blue is such a good flavor. Blue. Yeah, they should just have blue. <laughs> It, when I first had blue and the purple stuff, I was like, wow, this is fantastic. Blue and purple. Oh. They, that's coming soon to Disneyland. You got right. pineapple, <laughs> orange, blue, oh, purple. Uh, there's there's one more thing that I wanted to talk about food-related since we're in the parks. And Ooh. that is that at the Pixar Hotel, they're going to have a new restaurant that's going to serve chicken and donuts. This is like, a, like a fun combo. <laughs> Yeah, it's like chicken and waffles, but donuts. Yeah. I don't know. Are the donuts like, are they like sweet donuts? Are they savory donuts? Are they chocolate glazed, cream filled donut? Is there any information on these donuts? Because I like a good Bavarian cream filled donut myself, but I don't know how well that would go with a, a fried chicken. Oh, I don't care if it had chocolate. <laughs> Oof, I know. Uh, I think these are closer to what you would get at like Krispy Kreme. It's just like a standard just glazed, like a glazed donut. donut like raised donut you know what's funny kfc had a donut uh like a donut chicken sandwich a couple of years ago Uh, i never had an opportunity to try it it felt like it was something that i may have enjoyed uh because i think that the old kfc recipe i think is better than the current kfc recipe obviously but the contrast of savory and sweet i think would have played well together but uh, obviously KFC not like the highest quality chicken. So, uh, the fact that a restaurant inside of a Disney hotel is doing it, I'm hoping that we get better fried chicken out of it so that you get a better uh, chicken donut sandwich. But it sounds good. It sounds like it's something I would want to try at some point. Yeah. You know, I think the pandemic killed the chicken donut sandwich. It looks like. Is oh, it what killed it? Ouch. So. I, well, I mean, it looks like it came out around February 2020 or like right around there. Oh, I'm watching oh a review that's of a, sad. A, of, it didn't of, have a chance. A man eating a donut chicken. It's just a piece of chicken between two donuts. It is. This is silly. It is. <laughs> it reminds, there was a uh, Jim Gaffigan joke that he was talking about uh, Dunkin' Donuts and he said, Dunkin' Donuts, okay, or a breakfast sandwich. We're like, all right, it's the donut ham hamburger. It's a hamburger, but instead of the bun, it's two donuts. And then we put, <laughs> you know what? And then add a ham sandwich. It's the donut ham hamburger. Um, so I've been waiting for the donut ham hamburger to come out. It still hasn't, but maybe this is we should close. make it. I've had something like that. Really? Where? The OC Fair. What? That it sounds was, about right. Yeah, it was. Um, the fair. Jill and I had this, and it was Krispy Kreme donuts, and you had In and Out in between. <gasps> what? It was weird. It was weird. <laughs> like they just went and bought a bunch of In and Out, and then made yeah. the stuff at the fair. Yeah. <laughs> so you had what? that. You had your what your was weird sweetens, about it? The flavors, because it was just you. You were tasting sweet, but then you had your in and on. You're like, gosh, this is, I guess at the time it was like weird, like super different for me. So I wasn't used to it. Now I'd probably be like, oh yeah, I'll eat it. But it was the two worlds were like weirdly mixed. But yeah, but if you put ketchup, it tasted better. 
<laughs> Ugh. Interesting. Ugh. For real. I mean, ketchup is sweet. Ketchup on a donut. Just think about that for a minute. And it had cheese. Yeah. So, yeah. A cheese. cheese. <laughs> I mean, they have like a cheese Danish, which is like kind of like in the middle, but it's not just like like a slice of cheese. I don't know how I feel about this sweet and savory business. I've never been too keen on the sweet and savory together. Uh, I mean, French fries and, and uh, milkshake is the closest I get. And that's kind of more salty sweet than anything. I mean, I combine savory and sweet. We just talked about it like uh, an episode or two ago with like uh, waffles and pancakes, right? Like I make candied bacon mm-hmm. all the time or I make spicy candied bacon. You know, so they they are like depending on how you flavor it, obviously, it does come out different. And I think depending on the type of chicken and batter that you use, because like In-N-Out itself is such a distinct flavor because of how they mustard fry their patties that mm-hmm. I think the mustard can throw off the flavor. But if you just have like a peppered patty, salted and peppered maybe, and or maybe a little bit more on the salty side so you get a little bit more of that savoriness with the sweet, I think that can work, especially with a piece of like, yeah. like a really good piece of fried chicken. Oh, you know which chicken it could work well with? Uh, we're going to Mama Knott's. We're getting chicken from Knott's Berry Farm. I think that's the chicken that's going to make this thing succeed. Well, yeah. it's going to be the same plaza chicken. I mean, they're not going to like change the whole recipe, I don't think. I mean, they might. You never know. It's It's... Who knows what this restaurant is going to be That's at true. the Pixar Hotel? Is it going to be fancy? Is it going to be like Steakhouse 55? Is it just going to be like a quick service place? Is it going to be a mix between? Who knows? But uh, hopefully there are also other options. I'm sure it's not going to be just the chicken and donut restaurant. I mean, it could, but uh, highly doubt uh, that it's That's they all only you serve get. <laughs> chicken and donuts. You want chicken, you want donuts, or chicken and donuts. That's all you get. <laughs> okay, fair game. But uh, you, you never know. But I'm sure there will be a whole menu full of interesting, uh, fun stuff. Uh, so we'll see. Dude, the one day you see fried chicken and they're like, would you like that with a side of Bavarian donuts? You're going to be like, yes, please. I'll take two. <laughs> two Bavarian. Yeah, but put them on the side in another container away from the chicken. Please. Don't let them touch that or I send it opinion. back. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I send it back. If they are not two chocolate donuts, I send it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Enough food talk. I think it's time for us to jump into great moments with Mr. Andrew to uh, wrap this episode up in a bow. Uh, but before we do that, uh, I do want to just quickly uh, send our condolences to the family and friends of Disney legend Rolly Crump, who passed away in his home uh, a few nights ago from the release of this episode. You know, Rolly, um, man, I, I had an opportunity to interact with Rolly on on a few occasions. Um. And we were lucky enough to get Rolly on the podcast as a guest. And I remember when we were when we first reached out to him, you know, it was one of those times like we had had Bob on the podcast at the time, uh, like at that point. And, um, you know, having him, I felt was really special because Rolly's art has always it's 
it's so weird and it's so different that at times where I've felt out of place, uh, I mean, I don't, his art makes weird feel normal, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense, right? It, that, it, yeah, that's perfect. He was a person that would advocate for, you know, let your weird flag fly, you know? And I think a lot of artists that honed in on that and were inspired by Rolly have gone on to do some really amazing things, either at Disney or out in the world. And so the the few times that I got a chance to interact with him, I remember the first time that I met him was at this point probably 10 or 11 years ago. And we were at this comic book store, which I, I don't think exists anymore, but is this place called Beach Ball Comics in Anaheim. Uh, and at the time, I was really into photographing things at the park. And so I had this idea for a series of having Imagineer windows hanging in my office, like at home, right? Uh, and I have a lot of them. But um, Rollies was one of the first that I shot. I shot Rollies and I shot Bob's and I shot Sam McKim's. Um, and Rollies was the first one. Like my idea was to get photographs of these windows and to have the Imagineer sign them for me so that they were autographed hanging on my walls. And Rollies was the first window that I got autographed. And I remember walking up to him and showing him the windows and he just like, I think he was being overly, uh, overly nice about it because it's a picture of his window, right? Like it's just a photograph, but like he, he was just, he was just so nice. And he's like, oh, wow, this looks so great. Like this is a fantastic photograph. And, you know, wow, it just really captured my window. And as a, as a photographer that was kind of starting off, like that meant a lot to me because I felt like, like whether or not it was true, like he made me feel like I shot one of the greatest things in my life at that time. And so he, he happily signed it. I had a couple of copies. I had one for me. I had one for my brother. He signed a couple of copies for me. We took some photos and I just had an opportunity to talk to him for a little bit. Cause I hung out and just waited. And I, I mean, I, it's those interactions that you just keep with you like for the rest of your life. Right. Mm-hmm. I had an opportunity to see him multiple times after that, uh, on top of speaking to him for the podcast. Um, but it's a big loss for the Disney community. It's a it's a huge loss for the creative community in general. Uh, but Rolly meant a lot to a lot of people. His inspiration, his art, and everything, you know, was it, it. We wouldn't have a lot of the things that we have today in the parks, mansion, the Tiki Room. It's a small world. Uh, yeah. I, I still wish that somehow they would have been able to save the Tower of the Four Winds and have it at Disneyland because it was just a marvel on its own to watch it. Like all the that like we always talk about when we whenever we would do armchair imagineering episodes, we would always talk about that kinetic energy and watching things move and watching the flow of everything. And damn it, if the Tower of the Four Winds isn't one of the most beautiful things you've ever seen. And uh, yeah, it's. Um, you know he's gonna be missed. He was he was very kind. He was uh, very knowledgeable. Always always thanked Walt for everything. He was so appreciative of having the opportunity to work for the Disney company. Um, 
yeah, I, I I feel very fortunate to have had an opportunity to to speak with him or to meet him, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think anybody could have put it any better. Uh, uh, the world just got a little less weird, and uh, we're a little worse off for it. But uh, I think uh, I think you put it very uh, very eloquently there, Hazen. Long live weird. That's all exactly. it is. Yeah. It's a good it's mm-hmm. a good hashtag to try to get rolling. Long live weird. Um so uh I think Roly is um a, 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 an astonishing person and I think he deserves a full segment or an episode, you know, where we just talk about him and his career and everything. But I think a really great way to capture his it, like his view on life and a lot of his experiences is through uh, Jeff Heimbuch's book uh, that he wrote with Rolly called It's Kind of a Cute Story. Uh, if you haven't read that book, it's the stories are great. It's available on Amazon and, and other uh, sites for you to purchase. <clears throat> there were also audio files that were released as part of it that you can purchase um, that supplement the book. And he continues to talk about uh, other attractions and everything. Uh, he goes on to talk about also some of the stuff that he did for Knott's Berry Farm and Berry Tales and all that stuff. So uh, if you if you want to learn more about Rolly, uh, his work, and all the stuff that he did for Dis- a lot of the stuff that he did for Disney and outside of the Disney company. Uh, check out It's Kind of a Cute Story and the supplemental audio if it's still available. I don't know if it's for sale, but definitely get the book. It's a great read. It's a great buy. You won't regret getting it. Um, cool. So uh, uh, I want to move into Great Moments with Mr. Andrew so we can okay. wrap up this episode. Let's do it. So without further ado... Take it away. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll definitely be talking about uh, Rolly and many other Imagineers in the coming uh, 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 weeks, months. Uh, but right now we're in 1943, um, so quite a ways away from uh, uh, Rolly's hire of 19. I think we're about 10 years away from his hire. About 53, I think he was hired, somewhere around there. We'll get to it. But anyway, we're 1943. Uh, right smack dab in the middle of World War II. Uh, so many of Disney's resources are going to the war effort. So these next two few uh, segments might be a little short because Disney's just mostly focusing on their their war contracts and, and things with the government and stuff like that. So there's still a few... There, there will be things that come up, but uh, a lot of it is just... Uh, war stuff. So, on January 1st, the Donald Duck film De Fuhrer's Face was released in the theaters. Uh, this was the short where uh, Donald has a nightmare that he's living in a country run by Nazis. Um, this short also won the Oscar that year for short film. Um, on February 6th, uh, Disney's sixth animated feature film, Saludos Amigos, premieres in the U.S. Um, and on July 17th, the live-action uh the combo live action animated film victory through air power is released to theaters as well. Um, by the end of the year, the company has released 18 shorts and produced 29 instructional films made for the military. Um, and I'm going to introduce a little, uh, uh, segment inside this segment because it's so short, uh, information. So, uh, some notable births, from this year, 1943, connected to Disney. Um, 
and Disney-owned things. Uh, so February 9th, Joe Pesci, uh, famous from uh, Home Alone, something huh. done by Disney. Uh, March 29th, Eric Idle, uh, Monty Python, but also featured in uh, uh, Journey to Imagination with Figment. March 31st, uh, Christopher Walken. You know, from his biggest role, uh, the Country Bear Jamboree movie, <laughs> the Country Bears movie. Uh, September twenty first, Jerry Bruckheimer. Uh, November twenty eighth, Randy Newman. December twenty third, Harry Shearer uh, from The Simpsons and many other things. And December thirty first, Ben Kingsley, uh, oh, wow. the Mandarin himself, Ben Kingsley. Um, so those are nineteen forty three birthdays. Uh, that'll bring us into forty four. 1944 is the first year Disney has re-released one of their films. Uh, in February 1944, Disney took a gamble with re-releasing Snow White, um, and that gamble paid off and made uh, quite a bit of money for the company that they were desperately in need of. So it was uh, kind of started off the trend. They started early with re-releasing, and it kind of uh, just always uh, is around. Uh, Snow White and many, I mean, all the Disney films have been re-released multiple, multiple times. Also related to Snow White, uh, RCA Victor released uh, songs from the film on a record, and this was the first soundtrack album from a film to be released on record. So that's also something interesting. Also this year, filming begins on the then-titled Uncle Remus film in Phoenix, Arizona, which would go on to be titled Song of the South. And on December 21st, Disney premiered its seventh animated feature, The Three Caballeros, in uh, Mexico City, Mexico. By the end of the year, they had released 18 shorts and uh, produced 29 instructional films for the military. And our birthdays for 1944 uh, include April 4th, Craig T. Nelson, Mr. Incredible himself. Uh, May 4th, Rusie Taylor, Minnie Mouse. May 5th, uh, my guy, John Rhys-Davies. Uh, nice. May 14th, George Lucas. May 19th, Peter Mayhew. May 25th, Frank Oz. Uh, so there's just like a whole Lucasfilm little block there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they're all born in May. <laughs> all these uh, just titans in my mind anyway. Uh, anyway, September 25th, Michael Douglas, Hank Pym himself. Uh, November 10th, Tim Rice, uh, lyricist for Lion King, uh, Aladdin, things like that. Uh, November 17th, Danny DeVito. Hey! So, right. uh, there it is. There's our, uh, very short segment, uh, with, uh, 1943 and 1944. Very cool. Yeah, I figured when we started doing the series that there were going to be several years where not a lot happened because there were points in the history where, they were so concentrated on something that was happening that there was mm -hmm. no other advancements in anything else, right? And with the war going exactly. on right mm -hmm. now, the a lot of their focus was on creating a lot of the shorts for the, the anti-war like war shorts, basically. And yeah. then, like, the military, like, they had a lot of instructional, like, how to rivet a wing. And they were just, like, animated things, that, like, technical films, just like, how to do this, that they would show to, like help people build airplanes and boats and things. Yeah. I remember a lot of those were, um, I don't know if you remember ever seeing them, but Disney at one point re released these DVD tins. Mm -hmm. And one like of them tins, was yeah. like the, the war cartoons and stuff. Like I know I have it somewhere mm -hmm. in storage. I'm going to see if I can fish that out 
and then we can uh we can all watch them together yeah that'd be interesting because so i mean there's i you can find them on youtube some of them that like the first one they did i think we talked about it a couple weeks ago was for for canada it was like how to rivet or something the the something on riveting i forget it's something about riveting it was their first like instructional film and it's very just like you put in the rivet and then you pull this and then if you do not do this then this is bad so this type of rivet <laughs> is just like literally just a guy narrating and then it shows like how rivets work and and like you should countersink this type of rivet and then this rivet you have to undersink it and da 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 i i put it on the background while i was writing some of these out and i'm like this is boring i could fall asleep to this <laughs> that's funny <laughs> well yeah i'm gonna see if i can still find that tin um i'm curious to see what else was on there i don't remember how many were were there in total but those collections were pretty good because they always had like additional footage and, and additional pieces that weren't really available mm -hmm. but again that was also 10 years ago if not more. And so a lot of that has made its way onto YouTube and other sites for you to be able to but watch But these them. are the things that should be on Disney+. Plus. Thank yes, you. Agreed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, if Disney did a little more of an effort, I think the, they can get their numbers up for Disney+, Plus if they just added more of this stuff. So, Bobby, give me a call. We'll talk about it. You know, we'll do a Zoom call with all of us, and we'll give you some more ideas. And, <laughs> You know, we'll, we'll talk about that Club 33 membership that you're going to spot us for all the work we're going to be doing and our lifetime memberships. And yeah, yeah we'll, we'll deal with that later. But give me a call. We'll, we'll work it all out. So we're the idea people. We got you covered, buddy. Yeah, they stole our March Madness from last year. This year, it's fine. It's all, it's all fine. <laughs> what are they calling it this year? Munch Madness. Munch Madness. <laughs> Which is like, if you listen to Doughboys, if you listen to the podcast Doughboys, that's what they call their March Madness is Munch Madness. That's funny. Um, wait. And they've been, that's been like. Wait, they're, they're, I thought they were doing Mickey's. They're doing two. They have two. two. They have two going oh, on. Oh, they have, no, they didn't. Are they stealing March Mayhem and March Mayhem in April before April? No, they're just. They're, yeah, before <laughs> April. They're just doing them simultaneously. I think one is like on the Disney parks. Uh, one because it's park food, and then the other one is just on like the general Disney, uh, socials. Okay, yeah, the only one I had seen uh, originally was the was the Mickey one, so I didn't know if they called it quits. But I do remember see it all loops back to Dreamlight Valley because they showed all the Mickey's, and the Dreamlight Valley account I think on Twitter responded to the Mickey bracket saying like we got Mickey in his Disney 100 outfit in the wings if you need a replacement. For one of the Mickey's, <laughs> which that's probably how I got the idea of randomly replacing somebody halfway through the tournament. This is how we get Mickey with a chair. The Dreamlight Valley account's gonna be like <laughs> Disney 100 Mickey with a chair knocks out Toontown Mickey. <laughs> we'll see. You know what? Let's do it. I will see Mickey with a chair. All right. All the right. Imagery behind that. <laughs> On that note, I think it's time to wrap up the episode. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. If you have any comments on anything that we talked about, join us over on Discord. Again, joining the community is super simple. Podcateers.com slash links is where you'll find a way to connect with us. Episode info, all that good stuff. Playlists, YouTube links, all of it. So until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. I'm still mad about Roger Rabbit not making it through.
part of the Podcateers Network.